you want to get back to eco. Exactly. Exactly. It's, you know, so we'll get into that. But Little yeah. baby boy with the horns. With his horns. With his adorable with his horns. horns. Who doesn't his, love horns? I, I, I love horns. Who doesn't love horns? Who doesn't love horns? You know who else loves horns? <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Pixelit. <laughs> My name is Kevin. <laughs> Alongside I heard with the me pause is Phil. in your voice. When you're like, am I going to do it here? Am I going to do it here? <laughs> and then I did it. And, and, then, did I it. Like, and then you did I, it. I was, I was, I was, I was seeing how pregnant I can make that pause. It was you know? a pretty pregnant pause. If it was more pregnant, the GOP would be trying to control it. <laughs> Let's get started, baby. Let's get right Come into on. it. Let's do this. We're in. We're into it. <laughs> Wasting no time. Wasting no time at all. We're back, baby, and we're talking baby. about. We were talking about Eco, the castle in the mist, and uh, yeah, look at that. You got a nice, nice little copy there. It's, I, got, it's, I, got, I found it used, and it's, a, it's in really good shape. And yeah, yeah, yeah that's me. awesome. I love me a nice paperback. I, I do like a good paperback. I did not uh, try to buy it uh, used because it's out of print, right? It's out of, I believe yes, it's out of print. Yes, and actually, um, which is unfortunate. Uh, which is it I is. will say is extremely unfortunate for this book. That there is no current print runs of it. It is uh, a shame. But you know what can you do? Can uh, you? I have I have it here on my my little Kindle device. There you go. With that counts. My ad supported Kindle device, which <laughs> feeds me some sort of romance novel every time I. I was open about to say up. what was what was the weird advertisement that it opened yeah. up to uh, this time? You know I'm gonna lock it and just see what it. Uh, yeah. No, it's. Um, Nothing special. It's just a. It's just a, a, a notification that there's uh, ebooks are on sale. Like oh a, baby, like eighty percent off on ebooks right now. Tap certain- into those savings, Kevin. Come on, <laughs> come on, man. Come on. I think you're um, missing out on the real message here. Savings are extraordinary. Savings right now are extraordinary. Uh, you know what else is extraordinary um, is uh, what happened last episode, and uh, what what did what what happened in Eco in the in episode one? What did, yes, what did, we, uh, what did we do in Eco? Uh, we we started out. Uh, we learned. Wow, we learned a lot actually. Uh, we started. It's a dense off, book. This it's is- a pretty pretty <laughs> dense book. <laughs> I. I mean to say the mythology world building and everything like that here is is maybe some of the densest we've dealt with. Uh, so right off the bat, uh, we are introduced to the town Elder, a little town in the middle of this mythical fantasy world that we live in. We learn about uh, the sacrifice and how in this uh, in this area every now and then a little boy is it always, is it always a little boy? Did they specify? I think that it, I, I, I think it could be a boy or a girl. Okay, um, okay. So it doesn't really specify a gender, right? On the on the uh, the sacrifice. 
Right. Well, uh, a child will uh, every now and then be born uh, with horns, and the child will grow up faster and smarter and stronger uh, than all the other kids. And it is the elder's job to raise the child as his own and to, uh, at the right time, take the child to the castle in the mist, this, this vague, spooky castle in the distance that's filled with quiet, whispering meaning. Ooh. And uh, they leave the child there, uh, uh, as far as they're concerned, to basically become one of the blocks in the castle. Uh, and it's, and it's, they, they, they call the child a sacrifice, but you get the impression that they don't really think the kid gets killed or anything like that. The kid's just kind of reabsorbed and it basically, uh, it appeases the castle. They, they worry about the darkness, the God of darkness and everything like that. And, and making, uh, that God unhappy. And this, this keeps everything on an even keel. Uh, we learn about, uh, the elder, his wife and her weird brother. And, uh, we meet Toto, uh, Eco's friend, Eco at this point is, is being kept in a cave, uh, mm-hmm. while they prepare to take him to be sacrificed. And, uh, and the, his buddy Toto decides we're going to go together, uh, runs off. Oops. The place is filled with, uh, people who have been turned to stone. He meets a terrifying lady face, uh, that is not a giant face, giant, giant just face, giant, giant face, face floating af- above the city. Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the face turns his horse to stone. Uh, he manages to escape uh, with the, the help uh, slash uh, just with this tome, this relic of a book. The only thing in the area that wasn't also turned to stone. He brings it back to the elder who uh, who takes it from him, uh, thus allowing the boy to be turned into stone. Good job, elder. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, really really like, winning. No, wait, uh, like yeah, uh, it, it, really winning oh, hearts shit. and minds. The other no, elder, like no, but, elder, like takes the book and be like, "Well, nobody else saw that." So right, I'm- yeah, no one else was there. So whatever, <laughs> he's fine. Uh, and uh, and and he he finds that it's a book of the Lord of Light, the God of Light. This 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 tome, this ancient relic. And he's flipping through it and getting and and realizes that this sacrifice is going to be different. That uh, this time uh, the sacrifice might. It might be the sacrifice to end all sacrifices. And he shuts down his wife, who has been making uh, the mark, which is kind of a poncho uh, the kids all wear that have a that have a has a holy symbol on it. And he says, now make this one instead. And it's basically the same, but but kind of different. Uh, same, and, but yeah. different. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he starts ordering everyone in the town around. He's like, post a guard, uh, you know, uh, kids dance and sing in the streets. He literally says, we need all the children to be dancing and singing. This place is very North Korea. Uh, let me put it that way. Like, <laughs> you, you over there, dance and sing. You make funny faces into the fountain. You, you like, light some fires. Right. It, it's it's that kind of situation. And then the, the priest uh, from the city, like the, the nearby urban area, uh, comes with a couple of guards and, and takes Eco and, uh, and, and basically we get the opening cutscene to the video game Eco. And this is after sure. like a hundred pages yeah. of backstory and everything like that. And Eco, uh, long story short, is plopped. Uh, into the castle and left alone. Uh, he makes uh, some friends, uh, kind of, kind of some friends with one of the guards who's nice to him. 
Yep. And um, and in the castle, he finds uh, a, a mysterious woman or girl uh, who is super beautiful. And uh, and uh, he frees her from a birdcage, basically, that she's hiding in. Um, we get a lot of little visions of different things. Like he has a vision of the birdcage and it's filled with darkness before. But when he gets there, it's actually just this young lady. And he busts her out. And then saves her several times from uh, dark spirits uh, that are costing them. Bad communication between uh, Eco and uh, and uh, and the girl. He can't understand her. She kind of vaguely understands him. And um, and we get we get little weird incidents like um, we see figures and specters in yeah. the castle. Uh, mm-hmm. an, and there's a lot of um, suggestion that these these dark specters are the basically the ghosts of the old sacrifices, and they're kind of offended right. that he fights them off uh, when he does. Yeah, uh, you know they expect him to be nice. You almost kind of feel sorry for them. <laughs> they're just yeah, like, dude, yeah. dude. Why are you being mean to us? Like they literally say that at one point. Like why are you being a jerk? Yeah, that's actually that's actually where we pick it up. Is yeah. that they. They, the, the, the specters or the, the shade, the shades as they're eventually called, um, begin talking to him and they're like, basically like, Hey, you know, what's the, what's, what's the deal here? You're, you're supposed to be on our side. You're right. You're one of us. Just let us take the girl. Just let us take the girl and, um, you know, everything will be fine. And, uh, while he's fighting them, and this is just one of the myriad of rooms that they're they've been going through. Um, this is chapter two point six. Um, yes. While he's fighting Ooh, them, he good, has good, an, good method. Good method. Two point six. Uh, yeah. Uh, he has another uh, vision of what happens if the gr- the girl is taken through the hole, and basically a a ring of light will shoot out. It will disperse the uh, the shades, but it will also turn Eco to stone. So he now has a survival reason to not let her get pulled down because it will probably uh kill him if right if, if, right. if something happens if he didn't um, if he didn't need more any motivation in the past he's definitely got some now so yeah yeah exactly exactly um and then we were we're in uh 2.7 um and he's he's pulls her out he's fighting these creatures um and they continue uh on and they find a trolley and the trolley is is it's an interesting little thing because it's like a it's almost like an amusement park ride like yeah like insertion um and we get more backstory on why the trolley is there to begin with later in the book but he finds this trolley he's like all right well you know if if any of these shades come up on me while we're riding on the trolley they're gonna get a a a whacking because i'm moving fast I'm moving fast. I'm going to clothesline some ghosts. Get ready. <laughs> so he starts the trolley and the girl takes his hand and uh, he has another vision. And it's it. He sees the girl as like a little child, as like a six year old. Mm-hmm. And she starts talking. She's like talking on and on about, you know, how fun this is with her father. She's yeah. looking at him and she's like. Oh, daddy, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's this is the best, et cetera, et cetera. Like, so. Every time he he gets a vision from her, it seems like it's a memory. He's 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 pulling back some sort of memory of from her. Um, so they 
the trolley ends in another room with a giant chandelier. And there is, this is actually a really cool scene. So yeah. there's this wooden bridge uh, across the room and there, but there's, and he can see down through the floor that there is another uh, floor at the bottom, but there's actually no way to get down there um, without like jumping or what have you. Um, so he's trying to figure things out. He's pulling the girl along and the girl eventually kind of like points up at the chandelier uh, and he's like, all right, fine. I'll, I'll check the chandelier out. And he goes up and um, he gets on top of the the railing of the chandelier and he starts having another vision. Um, and he sees people floating in the air. And then he realizes that they're not floating, that it's like dozens of people who have been hung and killed. Yeah. from the from the seal it is like it's like almost like a jump scare within the book where he realizes it, he's yeah. seeing <laughs> yeah no that's exactly what i was thinking it, it is really unnervingly spooky and it comes out of fucking nowhere he sees all these bodies hanging and the blood dra- like is like is like dripping off of them and like this is in place of the candles that would be yeah. he's seeing bodies and, and people just like hanging there and then at one point he sees the knight the, that he saw the statue of earlier walking across the room, the the one with the horns like him. Yeah. And he calls out to the knight, but the knight doesn't respond to him. And then suddenly he's like flashed back to reality. You know, he's he's like, OK, it was another vision. Um, but he kind of loses his balance and he falls on top of the chandelier. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the chandelier. Uh, Right before this, he had noticed that a lot of the um, a lot of the fittings on the ceiling had been kind of rusted and warped and whatever. So him falling onto the chandelier was just enough of a of a nudge to cause the chandelier to basically break free from the ceiling, fall down. It hits the wooden bridge in the center of the room and kind of causes the bridge to become a ramp down to the next floor. (laughs) Very convenient. <laughs> Very convenient. It's, yeah, it's it's a it's a good moment. But I really love the moment of them seeing the um, the um, the the bodies hanging um, from the uh, from the roof. Um, I mean, she didn't, but yeah, he did. Um. So yeah, they. During the, this, uh, right before this scene, he had kind of had an interaction with her where he was like kind of accusing, he was like talking to her where uh, he wanted to figure out who she was, um, you know, because every time he was t- taking her hand or what have you, like he was having a vision. So he has this moment where he has like a little bit of a freak out on her. Like, who are you? What What's going on here? And of course she doesn't answer because she doesn't know, you know, how to do that. <laughs> they, they continue on. They're down. They can go down the ramp now and they are able to basically kind of get out of the interior and onto the, um, the lawn, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're we're in two two point eight now. 
So they're running through the courtyard and they see Eco sees the the gate, the gate to leave. And he's like, we're going to do it. Yes, <laughs> this is it. And then the girl drops to her knees and starts screaming. And it looks like she is being attacked by something invisible. Yeah. Um, that was another the, really unnerving moment. It was because she's just clawing at her face yeah. uh, and screaming and you don't see anything. Uh, eventually what happens is there's these like black wisps start to form and eventually they take the shape of a woman dressed in black and uh, the way she's described uh, really reminded me of um, like Angelina Jolie as Maleficent. Totally, totally. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of like dark fairy grandiose kind of. Yeah, absolutely. With, like absolutely. very gaunt with the high cheekbones and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, um, very severe. Yeah, uh, that's kind of the where I was. Um, where my head was with that. Um, So this is the villain, so to speak of the story as, as far as we know. So far. Yeah. Yeah. So far. Um, She's the queen. She's the queen, the master of the castle. And uh, she is the girl, Yorda. Uh, She's uh, Yorda's mother. Um, And uh Basically, Eco is like, no, you know, I'm going to get her out of here. Uh, the queen responds to this by s- just ragdolling Eco around the courtyard, like just absolutely demolishing him yeah, several yeah. times in a row. Yeah. Just wrecking this kid's shit. Just, uh. <laughs> just, just f- fucking this kid's shit up. Uh, so yeah. I think three times she throws him across the courtyard and he is... Uh, he is pretty messed up. Uh, yep. but, and then the queen leaves and she's like, you can leave Eco. You can get the, get the hell out of here, but Yorda has to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, at that point, Eco's like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to get her out. The, the queen, you know, disappears. Like Eco's like, nah, I'm not going to listen to her. And then he <laughs> starts like the Mark starts glowing. He starts healing. And, uh, that's like this is the end of chapter two and chapter three basically have jumps to a dramatic shift in point of view in the story yes Um, we're now looking at everything from yorda's point of view Mm -hmm. and chapter three 3.1 does a lot of interesting stuff with talking about um, Yorda and the passage of time and how she is that she, that time has stopped for her and for the castle. And not only has time stopped her ability to mark and understand the passage of time has also stopped. Um, So she has a lot of, uh, she has trouble understanding when things are real and when things are dreams. Um, and there's a moment in, in the early on in chapter three, where she's like, I, uh, she thinks that she sees a, one of the sacrifices and then the sacrifice gets killed. Right. It's like, 
it's like another sacrifice probably the same you know did the same thing as eco got out of the sarcophagus for or whatever and like started walking up to her but then it got it got killed um and then she's like but then there was another boy and he kept coming up uh up the stairway and it's like um is he the same as before i don't know but he's coming and he's talking to me is this a dream? You know, she's right, like, right. she can't really tell what's real and what's not. Yeah. Um, it's very, it, it's a very do- disorienting moment in the book for a lot of reasons. First off, just the, the, the sudden shift in character and tone and everything like that. And then the fact that she is also uh, every bit as disoriented as, as we probably as are. As the reader is. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, we get kind of a recap, basically everything that happened in chapter two, we get a brief accelerated recap of it from Yorda's point of view, Mm -hmm. um, where she's like, the boy, sometimes he touches my hand and then stares off into the distance and then suddenly he's present again. So that's like every time he's having a vision or whatever, she's just like, like, what are you staring at? (laughs) It it made me think of, uh, uh, scrubs that, you know, uh, the main character in Scrubs is it's famous for him having these weird little fantasies. And in later seasons, they actually address it that when when he's having his weird little fantasy about something somebody said, uh, everyone can watch him just like stare off into space as in real time. He has this strange fantasy about being like a cop or a lawyer or something like that or quail man, you know, and just like. It, it made me think of that immediately. <laughs> it's like, uh, that's amazing. Huh? You there? You there? You, you there, buddy? <laughs> you there, buddy? Come on, um, bud. So, but yeah, she is pretty sure that her, the rescue though, is a dream. It's something that has, she is manifesting out of her own hope mm-hmm. uh, of sometime uh, getting out of the cage at some point. Um, she also makes notice that like as they are going through the castle and things are fa- starting to fall apart a little bit, that that's because she has left the cage and that things yeah. like time is starting to move again in the castle. Bridges are starting to fall. Walls are starting to crumble, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, she's like making these little connections. And this is the, um, this is the only time she's ever been able to leave the cage. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in in the, her recent uh, recent existence, um, so we get up to uh, in three point two. We get through everything up to the interaction with her mother, and it's at that point her memories basically her mother addressing her by her name, like everything starts to come flooding back for her. Yeah, um, her of uh, her like entire life starts to come back into focus, um, and one of the uh, my favorite lines at the beginning of uh, 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 3.3 is time lurches forward. Like yeah. suddenly it's like things are are starting to move again. Um, And this is the beginning of a part of the book. And you were saying before the show that you were like um, the momentum you were a uh, a little worried about the momentum of the book. Yes. I, 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 you know, 
I have really been enjoying uh, uh, this book, uh, as our last episode would uh, make very clear. I think this was this uh, section of the book was where I started to get a little nervous, um, simply because this entire chapter, uh, which amounts to like 150 pages, uh, it's not a you know these chapters are very long, yeah. um, follows Yorba and her background. It, it's basically a, a heavily extended flashback uh, to Yorba and her, you know, youth and her mother and, and uh, her father and all that stuff you get in. And uh, I, I, you know, it, it, the thing is, is that it's all a very, very interesting. It's all very cool. And we're going to get into that obviously. Um, and it's well-written because Miyuki Miyabe and, and, uh, and Alexander Smith are, they work brilliantly together to the yeah. point that I know I've noticed that he's translated other stuff of hers. And it's like, well, I might want to check that out right. uh, because they, they do a wonderful job together. Um, but I've been so uh, invested in eco and, uh, and uh, his story and everything that brought him to the castle in the mist that, that an entire 140, 50 pages or so of, an extended flashback, it 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 really uh it kind of bummed me out uh not to put too high of points on it. I was like, sure. It's very good. I just I was like, I want more eco. It's gonna be a minute till we get uh back yeah, to we're gonna eco. we're gonna get uh, we're not gonna get back to him. Like that was actually literally his last appearance. We're not talking about him for the rest of the episode. Uh, right of, of right. our of, of this episode. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. The, the, so. the titular uh main character is right. uh is right. on pause for a little bit. <laughs> for for a good amount of time. If you're if you're here simply for eco and that is and for, that is for all, our best boy with horns, he we'll, is not, we'll see you next week. <laughs> we'll see you next week on yeah. that. <laughs> because we're not gonna talk about him for a little while. <laughs> we're, we're gonna get we're gonna get some other cool shit, uh, uh, but uh, but it ain't gonna be eco. So, and I, I came around to it ultimately, but it was it was jarring. That's all. It was jarring. Um. So, all right, we're in three dot three, um, and we are we're about to basically do kind of a two. I think it's it's appropriate to say this is two layers of a flashback. All right. So we start 3.3 with, quote unquote, let's just call it uh, for Yorda's storyline, for her storyline, it's present day. Yeah. We start, it is the beginning of the tournament, um, of this tournament where basically all these warriors from all over the world come and they fight in a tournament at the Castle in the Mist. Um, the, the castle is full of people. Now it is it is back in the day. This is and that's the thing is for as long the sacrifice has been going on for a long ass time. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to think that we're now in a flashback with Yorda. She's 16 in in, in the main storyline. We're now in her uh, a distant memory of hers. She's still 16 because time froze for her. But this is like gotta be at least a thousand years prior or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the 
the atmosphere shifts in a big, big damn way where it's yeah. like suddenly it's, you know, yeah, it, it does feel like we're not talking about like a few years back, you know, cause this is this abandoned place and based on the lore we've learned in the first couple of parts of the book, it's been that way for a long time. So the notion of it being filled with cheering people and, you know, warriors from all over the world. Yeah. This is, this is another time. This it's is huge. This is- yeah. It, it's another time, another place. And, uh, it's, it's a foreign time. Mm-hmm. It would be, it is a time that has been forgotten yeah. by the characters in present day. Like they don't even, that's the thing. That's the wild thing is that, they don't there is no talk of the castle in the mist being the center of a of a powerful nation at any point no. or who the master of the castle like uh, all this stuff about the castle other than it's terrifying that's the only lasting knowledge it's terrifying and demand sacrifice those are the only two lasting bits of knowledge left over from the castle in the mist yeah um it's it's really yeah. cool because it's one of those things that you know uh, if you go if you go to Europe or uh, you know countries that have uh, you know those levels of relics everywhere and that sort of thing you know it, you just see them as this almost kind of a part of the uh, part of the backdrop it's just part of the countryside in a way and it's real easy it, it could be spooky it could be majestic it could be a lot of things but it's yeah. But it's almost never, your instinct is almost never, oh, that used to be a thriving, bustling place where people lived and worked and loved. And, you know, and, and this this illustrates, you know, that sort of thing really well. It's very, very cool. The, the, this castle just very much comes alive. It's cool. Yeah. So basically, Yorda is, is watching the the people these warriors arrive and she is thinking she's really bummed out about it and we get the the background on why that is and it jumps back another 10 days so it's like a couple weeks earlier from that point of view uh yorda had made this whole plan with her handmaiden to just like escape the castle and go down to the city and just be just be out and in the world and because she in her entire life has never left the castle. So her handmaidens like listen, uh, and I love the fact that they keep keep calling the the handmaidens like it's it's her lover. The handmaidens lover is one yes. of the <laughs> I love the fact it's that the word a, lover was used. <laughs> it's such a it's such an old world term. It's so yeah. The handmaiden lover. and her lover. Her lover. Um, <laughs> you take a lover. <laughs> so the handmaiden and her lover um they they help yorda like kind of escape out into the main like courtyard of the castle without being seen and she's walking out onto the bridge of the castle and she's like yeah i got this and then suddenly her mom starts like telepath telepathically talking to her yeah yeah while she's on the bridge and she is like yorda come back now and she's like, but I just want to go. And her mom's like, you don't understand. If you don't come back now, I'm going to collapse the bridge and literally kill everybody that's on the bridge. It's so fucked up. It is. The, <laughs> it is so fucked up. It, it is. It is like 
It is monumentally fucked up. Um, the so Yorda comes back and you know her handmaiden is taken away and the the guard is is taken away and Yorda basically has to just sit in her room stewing and she doesn't know what's going to happen to her like yeah. she's going to get talking to her by her mom or, or whatever right right it's it, you get and that this is the thing you get a foreboding feeling but it isn't much worse than like your standard Oh, my mom's going to be mad at me kind of thing. You know, it doesn't. Right. It certainly doesn't feel like there's a ton of gravity behind it. You know what I mean? Right. Until the um, the chief handmaiden arrives to take Yorda. Um, so we're in, in 3.4. The chief handmaiden is like, all right, get dressed. We got to go. Yeah. And Yorda's like, well, where are you taking me? And we get a little background as they're approaching about the graveyard in there's like a graveyard set behind the castle where it's like, you know, family members, but mm. also um, people who worked at that castle their entire lives and were really, you know, important and integral to the running of the castle would get the honors of being buried there. Yeah. Um. So Yorda is like trying to poke the, the handmaiden for like, hey, so what what's going on? What do you know? What's going what's what's going to happen? Anything? Anything? And the handmaiden doesn't give an inch. No. And uh <laughs> the handmaiden is like, "All right, drops her off like uh outside of uh like this this walkway area and she's like, "All right, go ahead, go 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 to your mother. She's in the graveyard." Um which is spooky and all that stuff yeah and, that's a weird it's a weird thing to say and the, and the <laughs> handmaiden and she you like well i don't like walking in the dark can you accompany me and the handmaiden just repeats the same thing over again and will not like budge or mm-hmm. at all um which leaves it there is a lot of hints and it happens a bunch in the upcoming segments where like she thinks about the handmaiden as someone who probably knows more than she ever lets on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the chief handmaid. So Yorda <laughs> goes and finds, um, uh, finds her mother and her mother does the, uh, basically the, the legend of Zelda trick. And she pushes, <laughs> pushes one of the tombstones back. She says a prayer and one of the tombstones kind of like slides back, revealing a set of stairs. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Real ones know what I'm talking about. The old, the old gamers out there, you know what I mean. Old, you know what I mean. Hey, Put on gamers. that power bracelet, bitch. Hey, hey, gamers, you know what I mean, right? <laughs> gamers, trademark. Gamers, parentheses, derogatory. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it always has been and it always will be. So... <laughs> um, uh, Yorda's not happy about any of this. She's like, this is, this is weird. Yeah. And her mother just like goes down the staircase that's revealed and Yorda starts following her. And then the, the gravestone closes the, the staircase back up and Yorda tries to like leave. Um, but she can't. And she yeah. turns around again and she sees that the stairs, they're not like, normal it's like a she calls it like a ribbon of white stairs going all the way down and the queen says something interesting where it's like there you're in no danger here this is all just um 
I was it is it an illusion or is it just like she put it she she puts it a very specific way where it's like even if you fall you're not going to get hurt which makes me think that she's like making it's like just like a storage closet and she's making give, making an illusion to make it seem like it's it's bigger on the inside <laughs> right right yeah <laughs> um so Yorta continues down the stairs and kind of like ends up in this, I guess it's, it would be appropriate to call it a showroom because it's filled with statues. And these are probably the, the, the most detailed statues anyone has ever carved of anybody. You know, they look, they look pristine. They're perfect. Right. And so she starts like walking around looking at the details and the statues and uh, the mother's like, you know, the mother's monologuing the entire time, and, yeah. and <laughs> which which only good people do, right? Only like, good people monologue. Only good good people monologue from um, spooky statues. Hold on, hold on. <gasps> oh, it's time for the ASMR segment of the show. What do we got? Uh, we are drinking Trader Joe's sparkling blueberry lemonade water. Ooh, that sounds good. This is from Trader Joe's. I'm enjoying a little bit of uh, uh, water that I took out of uh, my refrigerator. And the the water has a a sticker on it that says, be soft but ready. And it's a little kitten holding a gun. It's a kitten with a gun. It's a kitten with a gun. It's it's basically Ripley. (laughs) Uh, this ASMR segment has been brought to you by loud noises. Um, <laughs> oh, Yorta finds the her handmaiden down there. Yeah, yeah. I wonder and, how, is she is she lover. hanging out. She's having she's having a scotch or something like that. Yeah, you know they're just hanging out. Yeah, um, no, so everything's fine then. Scotch? No, but they are on the rocks. <laughs> Oh, oh, it just gets better. <laughs> just like Scott's better with age, bitch. No, the, the, the mom had turned them into statues. Uh, yeah. She used her, her super magic ghoul power to, and <laughs> while, and while she's like monologuing, explaining this, Yorta just passes the fuck out. Yeah. She just, yeah. <laughs> She's just like she waifs all over this bitch. She just yeah. <laughs> She's like the the queen is like you see, and you're like Yorta falls falls. Yorta's yeah. down, and you and, and it cuts to the queen, and she's got like a stack of like nine index cards with her whole monologue she's written like, well, out. She's like, well, this was a, just a complete waste of time, wasn't it? All right. <laughs> Thanks, Yorta. You fucking. You've got an eight in constitution. What the fuck? <laughs> Just failing constitution rolls all the time. This is a really kick-ass speech. Now I got to give it to the statues again. Um. So in three dot five, uh, basically this the the queen finishes her speech. Um, <laughs> uh, Yorda wakes up in her bedroom and and her mom is sitting next to her and. It gets really hot and heavy on the world building and the background building in this segment. I'm not yeah. necessarily going to repeat all of it, but 
to sum it up, let's sum it up. Let's sum up what 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 the sitch is with your yeah. mom. Yeah. She is uh she is a being of pure evil. Um mm-hmm. 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 who was born uh during an eclipse. Uh, and she bargained with the dark creator, the dark god, uh, the god of darkness, uh, for her powers, which makes her a warlock, correct? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. She's got a patron. Um, she's got a patron. Um, and uh, basically her her job is she has enough power to end the world. Uh, she doesn't yet because mm-hmm. it's not the time. There's like a specific time she is waiting for. I think this has something to do. One of the things I forgot to mention earlier is that when she was ragdolling Eco around the courtyard, the queen kept saying to Yorda that like, you are me, I am you, you yes. are my vessel. Which makes me think like the queen is going to steal Yorda's body at some point. Right. When the time is right to be to have like a fresh, fresh set of, um, you know, meat skin. Yeah. Yeah. It it feels like the relationship is much more uh, extra life than mother daughter. Yes. Yeah. 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 She's just keeping Yorda around just to to slide into that skin suit. When Which she's would ready. be pretty cool, actually, if you could do that. That would be pretty neat. It's pretty metal, you know? Yeah. yeah. You're just having kids metal. and you just keep them in the basement. Uh, and, you know, every now and then you respawn. Sure. I guess that's what you could call. I mean, <gasps> spawn, like having children. Given. Yeah. There it is. Respawn. There it is. Perfect. Nailed it. Yeah, you nailed it. You nailed, nailed it. it. Thanks, man. Um, that's, that's. I'll I'll let Emily know. That's, yeah, please. She needs I think to know. She, she needs to know. She needs to, uh, <laughs> for for so many reasons. For so many reasons, <laughs> she should know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So her 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 end game is to destroy the world and let the dark creator, the dark God recreates the world in his image as opposed to the light God. Um, because the dark God is better and he would be, he looks better on the side of Vance because, because good is dumb. Because good (laughs) is dumb. Basically her motivation. Um, so she is like, she has absolute power and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Clearly. Yeah. Um, she talks a lot about how like there's, you know, the neighboring countries, you know, never really, you know, she one time nuked an entire barbarian, uh, group just because, you know, they were getting a little too close. Um, so I think, yeah, she's, she's bad and we shouldn't really worry too much morally about the queen. No, like how we interact with the queen. She's no, no, probably not. She is. Yeah. I, and you know what? I, I don't mind the occasional, the occasional villain who is not morally gray. Yeah, no, we, we have gotten into like, don't get me wrong. Fleshed out characters, always a good thing. Uh, but we are, we are getting to a point where you're not, you're just not allowed to have uh, a bad guy for bad guy's sake, you know, like that's why, that's why I always will appreciate things like the recent remake of it. 
mm-hmm. you know, it's like, what is Pennywise the dancing clown? He is a embodiment of pure evil. The end. Right. That's it. That's it. He was. I mean, what they don't pay any attention to the weird looking guy behind the curtain trying to tell you about turtles and 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 space <laughs> entities. They don't don't. It's just he's back. He's just evil clown. Evil clown. He's an evil clown. Evil clown. Stephen Christ. King. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up, Stephen. Shut up, Stephen. <laughs> it's extra ironic when you when you consider there in the book of it there's an entire section based on the character who's a writer and he goes off on tangents about being in creative writing classes in college and how everything has to mean something else and he wishes he was just allowed to tell a good story and you're like i i sympathize with this please just do that instead of turning this whole thing into a mythos i've never i've never actually read it that's a, that actually happens in the book absolutely it does yes Okay, I know. I know. You know, I am a, I'm a, I'm, I am the, I am a big Stephen King defender and appreciator. Sure. Oh yeah. Um, but also, the man has no ability to pump the brakes. No. <laughs> Even we, we thought it was all that blow he was doing in the '80s, and look, that helped. But no, he's clean and sober now, and he's still that motherfucker. Like that's yeah, still no, that, him. Th- the the blow just made him write more books. Yeah, that's it. It didn't change the content of the books. <laughs> it, it, it accelerated the rate at which he could write the books. It didn't shift the books at all. Not in the no, slightest. So, not in yeah. the slightest. Yeah. Uh, by the way, now we're now that we're talking, we're slightly off topic. I want to thank God. There was a <laughs> thank God. <laughs> Thank God. You thought we were going to talk about a book this entire Fuck episode? Fuck that. Um, I saw uh, randomly, I had a recommendation uh, from from Brandon Sanderson's channel okay. of him saying, and it's from like nine months ago or whatever. And it's like him saying, I'm sorry, I've been lying to you is the title of it. Okay. And I, wa- I was like, fine, clickbait, you win. So I, I never on played it. Infinity Blade. God damn it, Sanderson. <laughs> And I watch him and he's sitting there at the table and he's like, you know, uh, the pandemics affected us all very differently. And he's like doing this whole thing as if he's going to build up to an apology. He's like, I'm sorry, I've been lying to you. I I messed up. You know, I I said I wasn't I was going to cut back or whatever. And then suddenly he paused and he like takes he like slams a manuscript out down onto the table. He's like, (laughs) I accidentally wrote another book. (laughs) God damn it, man. These motherfuckers make the rest of us look like I'm spending all of NaNoWriMo just to get like a hundred page novella written. And this motherfucker's like, I just just shout out a book. It's full of clever twists and turns and it's going to be a bestseller. It was easy. Why why doesn't everyone do this? It's like, I'm going to kill myself. I swear to God. (laughs) Hey, you've had like. A bunch of books published this year. I've got a bunch of stories published this, or bought which, this year, which is, is great. I it's mean, great. they're they're going to be in books. Yes, that some is of true. them. That is true. I'm just saying. I, I, I'm 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 and I'm thrilled, and I know how lucky I am. But some people, some writers, it it's it's like it's like sitting down to just, like they they have an it's extra like just, long. Sit down on the toilet after a bowl of fiber one. Yeah, man. And it just like, shoots out their ass like a shotgun blast. Right. I'm going to call Comcast. I'm going to be on hold for about half an hour. Think I'll write a book. 
And it's so frustrating. Just the Comcast book. Great. Good. I guess I'll read it. The book of Comcast. Yeah. (laughs) The the sword of Castcom. Yeah, Castcom. There. No one will catch me. Good. (laughs) Yes. Better buy the trademark just in case. (laughs) Um, So, 3.6. Yorda... (laughs) is walking around the castle and she goes to visit the uh, Tower of Wind. uh, And she's just, you know, thinking about this random building that's in the back of the the castle and how her mother doesn't like it. Um, And she continues, uh, she starts um, walking back across the bridge uh, from the tower and she sees a man. Um, and she's a little bit worried. You know, it's this, this man in a black cloak. And he's walking towards her. And uh, they finally meet. And wouldn't you know it, it's the man that we were described earlier as the statue. Um, yes. And his name is Ozuma. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he she's like, oh, he has horns on his helmet. And then he takes his helmet off. And she's like, oh, he has horns. He just has <laughs> horns. The end. <laughs> And he talks about uh, to her about how, like, you know, it's uh, this. The horns are what we have. You know, the, the, there's a bunch of people with horns back where I'm from. Um, I'm from, you know, the east and uh, my people are itinerant and they we just go out in the world and we try to do good. Um, so then they're kind of interrupted because she thinks she sees something moving around the tower um, and they're like, okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna call it quits for now, and we'll <laughs> we'll let's meet tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, let's meet tomorrow. Yeah. Um. So, um, that night, uh, Yorda at the banquet is basically just trying to listen, and she finds out that Ozuma had won his match that day, and he's going on to the fourth round the following day. So the following day, she uh, we get a little bit of backstory about how she never goes to the uh tournament since yeah. it was three years prior she saw a guy get like absolutely eviscerated at the tournament and ever since then she was like nope not yeah. not gonna do it not, not my cup of tea it. thanks not my cup of tea but yeah. now she wants to go see uh uzuma fight um and i'm not 100 percent clear on the relationship between the two of them i don't know how old uzuma is supposed to be yeah she yeah. said she, she says she reminds him, her of uh, her father. Yeah, they, they kind of say, don't they imply that he's like 40 or something like that, like a veteran? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so he's older. There, there's, And I definitely get, I, n- I never got, I was very nervous when they started talking about it. Yeah, like, no, no, me too. I was like, yeah. well, I don't know where this is going. Yeah, uh, and and so far, at least, there's no there's no like... Robin the more Cradle like a vibes. Father, it's it, like more of a father figure. It really does vibe. feel that way. And they do enough comparison of him to her dad that um, you feel like this is probably how it's going to stay. Yeah, uh, it's probably fine. It's probably yeah. fine. Yeah. But yeah, she is worried about him, though, because like, I guess that like the the idea is that if uh, whoever wins this big tournament is going to be turned into stone by her mom. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yes. And uh I I skipped a, a part. I, I 
was reading my notes wrong. The next day, she meets Azuma again at yeah. the uh, on the bridge, and they do a whole breakdown of like basically he reveals to her that the entire like everyone knows everyone knows about her mom you know it's it's not a super well kept secret like right it's it's not everyone knows but enough people know that something something's up with with her and the tournament and um now that yorda knows the truth her uh, her eye is open or something like that so she's going to start to see weird stuff and that explains why when they were at the tower of wind she thought she saw something moving in the tower yeah and this time when they look at the tower there's like oh there's all these shades like looking out the windows and and stuff like that these like these like dark shadows um garth merengue um (laughs) (laughs) is it dark shadows or is that the was that the old uh uh soap um, yeah, Dark Shadows is the old soap, right? Got it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, they're 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 looking at the tower. They see the 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 shades moving around, and he gives this whole big expo dump about the uh, Holy Zagren Soul Empire, which yeah. is a neighboring yeah. country, which is basically like. Um, you know, I'm, I would not be a fan of this country otherwise. No. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a religious, fascio religious type of place where the king declared himself pre, the priest king of, of the holy empire. Yeah. And he's very big on the light god and all that stuff. But um, Uzuma is working for him as kind of like a an agent to go out and figure out what's going on. Why there is a, there's a, uh, a dark sinister person out there. And one of the maneuvers that (laughs) the King of the empire did was he sent out an invitation to all the other Kings, uh, in the area, including, uh, her mother, like, Hey, I think there is an agent of the dark God, you know, working like, let's, let's, let's all get together and figure that out. And like the, her mother was the only one to like not respond. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is, as you know, a very innocent thing to do. The other thing is like, I think it's hilarious that the way this is written, because Ozuma is like, listen, these guys are always, people are always winning the tournament and then disappearing, which is a callback to earlier in the chapter when Yorda goes to her mom, like, wouldn't it doesn't it get suspicious that the people who win the tournament are always disappearing right. and her mom is like so arrogant about it she's like right. no these people probably don't have families no one cares about them like cut forward to ozuma later being like no people noticed yeah <laughs> i made the comparison before but like it's a very north korea kind of thing like it's it's this isolation is like and she starts and the and 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 yorda starts being like oh my god like everyone seems happy here though but like is he right are we are we the assholes like she has a real are we the baddies moment like, exactly <laughs> it was yeah and 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 ozuba's azuba's like yeah yeah everyone knows your mom's basically evil like we all know like she we're- she keeps firing missiles over the pacific and like we're all <laughs> 
Look, we all know what she's doing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's kind of where where that conversation uh, wraps up. But yeah. I think it's hilarious that it's a um, that the the evil villain is uh, who is super powerful, but also she's not like she's not super bright in terms right. of like strategy. Like I love what it. she's she's like way too obvious in all the shit she does. Um, oh, so, yeah. I, yeah, I love I love ha- having a, a villain who is scary and a, and a genuine threat, but is also at the same time you're like, oh, you're not really all that bright. Like, I can see that you will eventually get taken down by a couple yeah. of fucking teenagers. That's probably what's exactly gonna you, next. you're going to. Yeah. A couple teenagers are going to Scooby do your ass. So right. let's. <laughs> So now Yorta uh, goes and she attends the tournament um, uh, because she wants to see Ozuma, uh, Ozuna, um, Azuma, Azuma. I think it's Azuma. Yeah. Yes. Azuma. Uh, my hand. I was like questioning my handwriting for a yeah. second. <laughs> <laughs> um, she wants to see Ozuma fight. You know, yeah. she wants to make sure that he's fighting, he's winning and all that stuff. And she, he goes in, in and is going to fight a man named uh, Jadam. Uh, who is terrifying. Um, he is a big, burly, muscular man with a gigantic axe. My and favorite. the minister leans over and tells Yorda, like, yes, last year he cut off two, uh, a man, two of um, a man's arms. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because the only way that the fight ends is, is if, somebody yielding. If someone yields and the guy wouldn't let go of his spear, so he cut his arms off. Isn't that hilarious? Like, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> it's great. That's great. It's fucking it's great. awesome. Cool. It's great. Um, <laughs> but Azuma is really good. Um, and there he he is able to. It's a really good fight sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, just in case you were wondering, um, our author is very good at writing literally every type of interaction. <laughs> it's a really good fight. See, it doesn't go on for too long. It, it's it's. Good action. Holy shit. Like, yeah. It's At one fantastic. point. Uh, so the, the guy who is basically kind of like a barbarian build is yeah, wearing a circlet, barbarian. right? He's wearing a circlet instead of a helmet. And Ozuma just like brings his, his sword down on the guy's head at one point and the circlet stops it. But like the sword, like cuts into his forehead, like yeah. head and forehead a little bit. And there's like blood, like trickling down. And it was like, I, I was like, that is such a like spine tingling detail. It's a great like- detail. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, and like, and she describes how like, you know, it, it gets into his right eye. So he's squinting his right eye and it, it just little simple little details. Little details. It's, it, it, it's a totally great scene. It's a great fight scene. So Azuma uh, wins. He wins the fight. The, the guy eventually yields. Later that night, um, Yorda is unable to sleep. She's fidgety from the day's events, and uh, she gets uh, she gets uh, full on visited by a ghost of the ghost of her father. Yeah. Uh, visits her. Um, we're um, yeah. It, he and the the ghost of her dad basically confirms everything. Like, oh yeah, I was trying to work to to stop your mother. Um, you know, 
please don't let's not linger too too long here but i am trapped in the uh tower of of winds um that you visited like my spirit is my soul is trapped is bound to the castle yeah um and but now that you know the truth and your eye has been opened um you can you can see me you're gonna start to be able to see the weird stuff that happens at the castle um so I thought that was like an an interesting little touch that absolutely her her dad has he he's like no I've always been here like I've always been with you um you just have not been able to see me until now and yeah. I'm like that's that's neat you know <laughs> it is it's it's really sad and and it's it's terrific it's terrific yeah it's um so uh, in in the next section our last section for the evening um. She goes to the library and she wants to find more information about her dad um, that she doesn't know because she really didn't have a lot of time with the with his ghost mm-hmm. the previous evening. Um, so she she goes to the library. It's for a meeting with uh, the uh, master Sahul, the guy who is responsible for teaching her and all that stuff. And she's like, I want to learn more about my father. Like. What was what was his deal? You know, he was he was young when I died. And Sahul's like, oh, well, you know, the books haven't been written yet about your father's reign. Blah blah in fact, blah. In fact, we're we're like we're like behind. We're by like a king, king behind. <laughs> like his like we're gonna be done this year. We're gonna be done the previous kings. The biography. king before your your dad, and then so we'll get started on your dad. We're gonna get it started on your dad, but you know, if you want to read that, we got that. We're gonna have that at the end of the year if you're interested. Um, and we have these other books if you want to. Uh, click here to pre-order. Uh, click and, if you could pre get, if you want to pre-order. We guarantee yeah. day day of day, day of delivery. It'll be great. day of delivery. You know, yeah. it's it's a really good deal. Um, yeah. You get a signed uh, book plate. You get a uh, along yeah, with it. it's, it's great. You get a signed book plate. Um, sometimes the it's the, the, it's on a loose leaf paper and it slides out. So yeah, just be yeah. careful. Just yeah, just just make sure you don't throw the envelope away. It might have it might be in there. It might have been stuck in there. You know, in there. So um, <laughs> I love this because she basically says like. I want to write about my dad, and he goes into all of this. Like he's like, no, there's other these all these other books. You we're don't all have going to do that. all this other. And she was like, no, no, I just I just want to like write about how, how I remember him. Like she's basically saying, like I want to write memoirs of my. Father. I want to write a memoir of my dad, and he's and like, he, oh well, you know, we have we have books on his on the on the reign of kings, but it doesn't have him in it yet. And it's it, it's so funny. Like it's just it's it's such a it's such a smart guy thing. Where yeah. like it, it like like she's like, yeah, I want to I want. I want to just I just want to write this thing you know and he like takes it way too far and he's like well we can get this research and blah, blah, blah. it's like missing the mark entirely and, uh, and and she's like no no I just wanted to write about my dad man like it's just like, it's like well we gotta like, find you an agent no I uh, mind. <laughs> like alright well I want you to write a, uh, a one page synopsis. Right. Like, you write yeah. a treatment for me. Yeah. Get me the pitch. Um, and, get me the uh, pitch and we'll, yeah. we'll go, we'll take it from there. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, uh, I'll, I'll call up my, I got some people. friends at Netflix. Uh, <laughs> right. I can get you, I can get you in the door at Netflix. If you want to, you want to do a, uh, an animated series about your dad as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to get, uh, yeah, we're going to get Timothy Oliphant to, uh, voice your dad. Uh, and you know what they say about t- Timothy Oliphant? Mm. He's Olafantastic. Ah! 
<laughs> I'm just so um, tired. <laughs> so she's like pressing Sahul for information and the guy and then she's like, I don't even know how he died. And Sahul's like, no. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> like he's been like so subservient and kind of lapdogish to her that she's like, Well, how did he die? I don't even know what he died of. And he's like, Shut the fuck up. Like he <laughs> He loses his mind. We don't. We don't ask about how fucking fathers die in this country. We we bury that trauma, right? It, you, you put it into your heart, so you die of heart disease later, right? The same way that he died of heart disease because of his father. Oh, I've said too much. Oh, I've said too God. much. God damn I've said it. Too much. Generational trauma. Yeah. No, we got to preserve it here. We used to be a proper country. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's when men were men. So she's he's he's like you're 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 a princess and you're not supposed to be de- touched by death. You're not supposed to be. And she's like, oh, okay, fine. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you can just. She's just so over it. Awesome she's so fun. over it. Shut she, up. All right. She ends up leaving and then walking through another part of the library and she finds another uh, another maester teacher like the librarian dude yeah. uh, because she comes by a bunch of these locked boxes and she sees a, a looking glass in a container and she's like oh what's that looking glass and the guy's like oh it's broken it's, yeah it's broken you know we can't we can't use it spyglass it's fine it's it's a, yeah uh but it's broken and she's like thinking to herself is like is it broken or is it just because everybody's enchanted and we nobody wants to leave the country? Right. And he's like, yeah, you know, broken. We, we keep it because uh, we want to study it. And she's like, could I study it? And he he's like, do you have a library card? And she's like, yes. Yeah. Um, and go down to your local library, kids. Sometimes on, they have kids. a spyglass. That sometimes can, they'll have movies. Sometimes they'll have it's, movies. It's fun. On VHS. Yeah. <laughs> Watch you ever want to watch Dune. Speed 2? <laughs> Not even the good one. They're on a boat. <laughs> Sandra Bullock's still in it. She can still use the money at that time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Keanu said no. He had, no. A, he had a hard pass on that one. He, but he moved on with his life. Like he moved everyone on with his life. should have. Yeah. 90s were not great for sequels. Oh, um, no, man. No. Anyway, uh, the guy, the librarian's like, yeah, sure, why not? So he gives her the spyglass and she takes it and she takes it, uh, hides it in her dress and she takes it back to uh, her room uh, where she has three windows north. It's like north, east and west or something like that. Yeah. So she looks out uh, one of the windows towards the ocean and she sees that there was a, a, a boat um, like a merchant ship just kind of half sunk and turned to stone. Um, and you can, she could see like the sail peeking up out of the water and, and she could see the people on the deck, um, of like, they had been like worn away and all that it's stuff. It's such a horrifying detail. It's, it's a horrifying little detail. And yeah, then she's like, they've been I'm there a look. long time. <laughs> they've been there a long time. And then she goes and she looks in out another window, uh, to a field and like, oh, there is like an army's worth of people, statues, and they've been there even longer. Yeah. 
There's no details on them. They're just like, worn out. They're just the general shape of people. Not right. there's no face or anything like that. Nature they're just basically really silhouettes. Um. So yeah, it's uh, it's not good. Um, no. The enchantment has been broken. So basically, the enchantment has been broken on Yorda. That's why she's allowed to use. She's, she use she's red pilled as fuck. And, yeah, she's based. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> based. Um, but yeah, it, some some little fucked up moments, and that's where we're leaving it for tonight. But yeah, that's the thing is like I get I understand where you're coming from, where it's like it kind of halts the momentum of the current storyline because we yeah. had not up until this point changed time periods. Everything was right. kind of forward looking. Um, but at the same time, I really like I like Yorda getting some action like without question I, because that's the in the game in the game she's just like the princess that you save and she's led around by her hand basically <laughs> right and, and and that's the thing i really appreciate uh not just the effort of doing that but the writing like god this woman can write it's it the the the, the characters are very real and very fleshed out the situations are fun the fights are cool it's great I just feel like instead of getting like this 150 page chapter all to itself right in the middle of all of it, I feel like we should have zippered this. Mm -hmm. Like we should have had like, you know, some eco moments and then some flashback moments and let it and let it unwind itself um, so that not everything gets everything. It was not like just one big old chunk of here's a whole hunk of beef. Right, right. <laughs> it's it's like the Game of Thrones books where like suddenly like we're 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 in Westeros, we're in Westeros, we're in Westeros, and all of a sudden like one of the books starts like, oh, it's all over there in this new place. It might as we got a couple of the same characters, but it's like all new shit, and it just yeah throws you a lot. Um, like oh yeah, Westeros shit, and be like ah fucking Essos chapter. Right, exactly, exactly, <laughs> and that's and that's just it. It's 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 really good. It just it the momentum kind of. Uh, got fucked with a little there, and I, I find that a little disappointing. Uh, but it's still, it, it doesn't, it doesn't stop it from being still a damn fine book so far. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm really, really curious uh, about the final third here. It's I'm, I'm still and very interested. One, here's the the wild thing is that even at this book's weakest, or uh, maybe not weakest, is the but uh, even this book's missteps are better than a lot of the other books that we've read. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it's and I think it's because we're not objecting to the content. Right. Uh, it's just it's it's a it's a it's a pacing issue. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, there, the, she hasn't put anything in here. And I did watch. Uh, uh, I, I realized I was like, I, I should probably at very least watch a playthrough of Eco. And, yeah. uh, and I've watched most of one. And, and despite the fact that, as she points out in the beginning, this is a very different kind of experience, obviously. Um, at no point do I think that she is, <laughs> do I suspect that this was just a book she was going to write anyway? And, uh, and <laughs> she just slapped some, some specific things. No, no. It, it seems yeah. tailored to this world. She actually d is trying to expand on an, or, uh, you know, a pre-existing uh, piece. It, yeah, it is very grounded 
in yes. the in the game's feel, you know, yes. the tone and feeling of the game. Even even when, as you point out, like we, you know, Eco, uh, very much like uh, Shadow of the Colossus, which I did play and love, uh, 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 they're very lonely games. Right. Um, and uh, even when we have this whole section that suddenly, boom, the whole, it's kind of like that scene in the Adams Family, in the first Adams Family movie, where where they're like in this, the, the ballroom where they're going to have this party. Yes. And they pull the curtains back and suddenly, boom, you're in the party. It was very when, much like that. It was like that, yes. And it's a shock to the system, but it doesn't feel less like eco. No, in terms right. of uh, the world, you still you're like, oh, this is different, but so, yeah. it still feels appropriate. You know, if chapter three is the pullback of the curtain uh, for the ball in Adam's family. One is the fight between Ozuma and Jadam. Um, is that the babushka? The yeah, the mamushka. Yeah, mamushka. <laughs> yes, yes, and the yes. Uh, and the. Uh, the guy getting his head uh, cut open and blood in his eye is specifically when uh, Uncle Fester catches the knife in his mouth. With his, yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that's, that's how these moments map. In that was case the, you're yeah, wondering. that's very like, clear. Can, very I'm pretty clear. sure we could map any book to, like, you know what? Fuck the hero's journey, you know? Yeah, no, man. No. Jo- Joseph Campbell, honestly, piece of shit. Anyway, fuck him. Adam's family. The Adam's family journey. That's 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 where it's at right now. That's all you, you know? need. That's all you need. It's it's positive spookiness. And positive we spookiness. We do need more of that. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. By the way, I think Wednesday is supposed to be coming out soon. The, I didn't realize that was going to be a series. I thought it was yeah. just a movie. Yeah, it's a series. Which I'll watch it. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. You know why not? Yeah. yeah why you not? know. It should um, be coming out. It'll it'll have been out by now by the time this episode comes out. Hat, will it be? I think so. It was like the end of uh, November when it's end of to November. Come. It's best premiere. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Should be. Okay. Well, I, I think that leads us to a very important question. Okay. What's that? What are you playing? Oh, I am appropriately enough. I I did just finish uh, the Roses Story DLC. Uh, oh, good for a uh, Resident Evil Village. I loved it, and you were right. Uh, as in the uh, the uh, source material. Um, the, uh, the, the spooky haunted house is the scariest goddamn part of it. Um, I didn't need, uh, mannequins chasing me around. I Uh, did not either. Then, and, and yeah, it's like killer angel, uh, doctor who rules where you have to keep your eye on it, uh, uh, and it has glowing eyes and it walks, uh, like a terrifying cricket given some semblance of bipedal motion. I didn't need that in my life. And yet... And yet here I am uh, having played that and having dealt with that. Uh, But it was good. It was really good. And uh, I thought the final fight was pretty cool. And I didn't think it overstayed its welcome. And I even played some of the, um, oh, what is it? What's the, uh, the, the fighty mode? Uh, Uh, Mercenaries. Yeah. I, I, which I kind of skipped over. Yeah. Uh, I played it. uh, I realized going back, I realized I had played it uh, quite a bit with, um, with the with Ethan, because I was like, oh, I, I have a bunch of like grades already with with Ethan right, and mercenaries. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I uh, I play and I, I I might keep playing that. I really enjoyed. I but, uh, yeah, yeah the the DLC when I I remember getting to that segment with the the mannequins 
And God, when they started, like, the footsteps oh, of man. the thump, 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 thump. Well, like yeah. when you when they were just like around the corner and they like thump, 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 and they like peek around the corner. I was like, oh. it is so upsetting. It is so upsetting. <laughs> it it really is, and it it was just it was very solid. And it, once again, and it's kind of funny because when you because le- they t- just like in the in the original game they they take your guns away. You got no yep. weapons, and yeah. uh, and just like in that in the original, when I left and I realized I had guns again. I was almost disappointed. <laughs> I, I was like, "Oh, okay. I guess I guess my favorite kind of horror is that alien isolation, uh, you know, uh, uh, like asylum the, and like the asylum first, amnesia." Yeah. So, like the first half of Alien Isolation before you get a uh, you get armed to the teeth. Right. Right. <laughs> I really enjoy that shit the most. So. Cause it's like that, that I love alien isolation, but I think it's, it is basically alien isolation is two modes. The first half of the game is alien. And the second yeah. half of the game is aliens. Like, right. A little bit, a little bit, <laughs> like a little you, bit. You actually end up killing like, xenomorphs in the second half of the game <laughs> right right man i love that game it's a yeah. fucking great game uh, we're gonna be talking it, we're, we're gonna be talking about, about that very soon <laughs> very soon i'm excited i'm excited about that one too um oh and you remember last week we were talking about you were talking about finding a nice relaxing game yeah you can just chill and really absorb and everything yeah. like that um i did not find that game uh oh. but i did find against the storm uh, oh, that sounds that sounds chill. It it it, I, it kind of looks like it's going to be chill. It's one of my city builders. Yeah. Uh, uh, Casey Explosion recommended this one. Sure. And uh, and it looked right up my alley. And it's a city builder. You're you're in this um, world filled with like you've got at first you've got three races to choose from. You got humans. You got like beavers and lizards, and they're all you know uh, bipedal and everything like that. And um, that's the second time I've used that word. Uh, this Bipedal. Episode. Bipedal. Yeah. Um, but uh, you, you're building these settlements. The You know, you've got the, the main castle with this mysterious queen there. And you're building settlements in her name. And it's got kind of a roguelike element to it mm-hmm. where you go and you have to fulfill certain missions and they're randomized as you go along. And so you have to kind of decide what you're going to build and what you're going to do with that settlement based on um, some randomized events sure. and, you know, that sort of thing. And and then when you finish that, you go back and you have to build another settlement in a different place. And after a certain amount of time has ended, the world gets wiped clean, basically, and huh. you any and you and by building these settlements, you have absorbed certain powers and upgrades and that kind of thing. So it's got kind of a roguelike vibe to it. Um, it's dark. It's got some real darkness to it. The world is constantly raining and you have to keep this flame alive uh, at all times. And so it's got this this kind of bummer aesthetic. But. <laughs> I was playing it on Friday night and having a glass of wine. The soundtrack is very soothing and it's raining constantly. So it's like this white noise machine. So did you fall asleep playing? 
I was very relaxed and therefore did not do very well uh, because it actually has way more to do. It's way closer to Banished uh, than it is to, say, SimCity or something like okay. that. Because there is um, you you don't you don't have all the time in the world. You have to uh, you have to balance um, not stretching yourself too thin while also um not uh, laying around because the queen sure. gets impatient with you uh, the longer you go. And if you can't get everything taken care of in a certain amount of time, uh, she'll just pull you back and say you failed. Come back and try again. Right. Um, it, and and it's very, very interesting. I, I, and it's an early access. And I'm crazy impressed with the game. They've it's, got right uh, now. Uh, yeah, it was released November 1st into yeah. early access. Um, yeah. I'm looking at the graphics right now, and uh, you know what's funny is like what what you described as I was like picturing it in my head was totally different because then when I pulled it up, I was like, oh, it's got these very colorful, chunky, yeah, like World of Warcraft, very World of Warcraft, graphics. yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And, and and it is and it is it is very colorful and bright and the world's very um, outlandish and strange and stuff yeah. like it's not enough. It's not enough that you for you do a lot of exploring and a lot of foraging. You right. can farm, but only in very specific instances. And it's not enough that you go out and you're like, OK, we rustled up some rabbits. No, there are the you, like you've got all kinds of strange fauna and stuff like that. So it's like, I don't know what the fuck that is, but it's meat. So we'll go ahead and kill a bunch of those and forage for meat. And like it's 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 very um, it's got it's got its own thing. And and in video game terms, anything with fantasy, anything that goes beyond the usual elves, dwarves, you know, right. uh, kind of thing, uh, you know, is is good in my book. And the world they're building is very cool. Uh, like I, I've I've invested like 10 hours into it. Uh, and I've only yeah, I mean, I might days. I might pick it up if it's I'll check to see if it it seems like it might be a decent enough uh, Steam Deck game if it's if it. If oh, it's working. I bet it, I bet it would be good for Steam Deck. If it's working it's, on the Steam Deck, I'll I'll take a look. It's very uh, chill, and uh, at times it's very chill. Uh, sure, it, it, you got because you do have to keep an eye on it. But uh, I have found that usually with these games, I turn up the speed. Uh, quite a bit so we can we can uh, you know, yeah let's clip, move it along yeah get it, yeah get it along at a reasonable clip uh the, this game i actually not only uh for my own sake as a beginner because you know like most of these kind of strategy games you're going to have to play and fail several times just to go just, just to, to actually understand what's going on exactly uh but um just playing it at the normal speed will help you in that sense but it's also it also actually helps me kind of just soak it up and really enjoy it yeah, uh, on the same level that I'll enjoy Civ or Banished or something like that. So uh, I highly recommend it. I'm loving it so far. So yeah, yeah, no, that's that makes me. sense. What are you? Uh, what are you playing there, Kevin? Well, I finished God of War Ragnarok. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, I have thoughts. Um, you have thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Tell me more. So the game is. I was. I love the the God of War reboot. Mm. Um, in in 20 i want to say 2018 or something like that um so i was yeah. pretty reasonably excited for ragnarok um the one thing i would say is that it 
about the game is that the it uses the same camera trick as the first one. So if you played the that Get God Wars, like it had a a un it it had a single shot, basically single shot uh, camera that never cuts, right. never 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 cuts. It's a it's kind of like there's movies that have that have done this. They'll do long takes that are like ten minutes or something where they're with no cuts or whatever. Um, and I appreciate the technical. Uh, uh, work that goes into it but i think the game at this point is a little hamstrung uh by it in terms of some of the storytelling decisions that okay. being said the storytelling is the by far and away the best part of the game so i don't find the combat all that intriguing um in in this game um in 2018 it was fine and then in this game it's it's more of the same and it, it doesn't really there's no real juice to it. I don't feel mm. like I think one of the things is that Kratos is like struggling. You end up struggling a lot with like, you know, enemies that are at your level. It just takes a while to to kill them. And I feel like to me in my head, it would, it would feel more like God of War if, you know, you're mowing down it's more volume rather than, right <laughs> you know what i mean they feel a little little uh well uh, not quite the right uh term, not but bullet, bullet spongy, spongy. Yeah. right yeah no, I, I, yeah exactly um and i played on the middle difficulty there's five difficulty options uh, okay. there's five difficulty options and a ton of accessibility options so that's great you know okay. that's 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 a great uh uh thing um one of the things and a lot of people have um mentioned this is that the characters sometimes just need to shut the fuck up um, <laughs> okay <laughs> so anytime you come upon a puzzle your companion at the time um and i'll i'll get gotta wear ragnarok spoilers i'm gonna probably spoil it um your companion at the time most of the time that's atreus will start like pointing out things like oh you can you can hit that thing over and knock it down or whatever. And it's almost immediate. Like wasn't uh, uh who was it? Uh, one of our friends, one of our uh, pixel a day was, uh, was talking about that on Twitter. Oh today. yeah. 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 I think she, yeah. she mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where it's just like, come on, just give like, me a let second. Me, let me try. <laughs> let me try to figure out the puzzle, you know, yeah. there, and there's a lot of puzzles in the game. Um, but some of them are like, okay, well, the your companions started talking immediately. And the other ones are like, they they are just frustrating enough where there, there's these chests that you get your upgrades from, your like health right. and, and stuff, health upgrades, where it's like you have to hit the three things, uh, hit three things and it'll unlock the chest and you can grab the thing. Well, like there will be half of them. I just kept, I was like, no, I'm not doing that because I would hit I would find <laughs> I would find two of them. And then it would take me like five minutes of just like looking around and be like, OK, I'm bored. You know, I'm moving on. <laughs> I'll, I'll deal with the fact that I have a little less health than I could have had, you know. Right. Um, so there's that. Um, so, yeah, overall opinions, I do not rate the game nearly as high personally as the the total view of, of you know like if we're comparing like 
it's apples and oranges, in my opinion. But if we're mm-hmm. comparing the two games that are vying for game of the year this year, which is going to be between God of War and uh, Elden Ring. Right. Um, to me, it's like Elden Ring in terms of gameplay. It's just like right. so much. E- so it's like, yeah, no, no sweat. It's Elden Ring. You know, what's funny is I died more in God of War Ragnarok because oh the camera God. is. Here's the thing is like an Elden Ring. It gives you, you you have a nice it's a third person camera with a good wide shot of what you're doing. In God of War, it's like right up on Kratos's ass. Oh, yeah, you know what like I mean? That over it's, the shoulder kind of thing. Yeah. It, some of that is mitigated by Mimir, like set calling things out. Mimir is your is it's on your belt because you he had, it's just he's just ahead. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> saying in his Scottish accent behind you brother and <laughs> and like you're like okay well I guess I gotta dodge and like right. there's like there's there's audio cues and there's these visual cues of like arrows of where the attacks are coming from and I've found that to be more frustrating and confusing than any moment of Elden Ring because in Elden Ring there would be no UI telling me mm-hmm. where the attacks are coming from I could just figure that out by looking at the yeah, screen. <laughs> yeah. You can either give me like all of these signals, audio and visual signals and stuff, or you could just give me a higher, you know, plane. Give of me a view. wider. Yeah. Give me a, an FOV slider or something. Right. Right. That's yeah. I can see where that would be frustrating. So anyway, uh, God of War Ragnarok, uh, I hit credits. Apparently there's more to do after the credits mm-hmm. um, where, and then you hit like the true credits or whatever. Um, I don't know if I'll bother doing it. Uh, <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> like, hey, I um, got credits. I was That's really, good enough for me. I was really in the, uh, let's, let's just say I was really in it, in it for like the first six hours. And then the last, you know, 15 hours, 15 to uh, 20 hours were just like all right can we just move it along here right like i'm, right. I'm i was skipping side quests i was doing all that stuff because i was just kind of like i was like i just want to know what happens to the characters at this point i don't really right. um and, and the writing and the acting and all that stuff outstanding i just wish all of that was paired with um something that was just a little bit more fun to play okay all right so that's that's my God of War Ragnarok take. Uh, and if you have a disagreement, you can say uh, send it to Kevin is wrong about God of War Ragnarok at I don't care dot com. Is it dot com? I thought it was gov. OK. Oh, oh dot gov. Sorry. Dot gov. Yes. Dot gov. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the right place. Yeah. Got us under the right place. But you know what? That'll do it for tonight's episode. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, if you can, go ahead and follow us. Twitter is still running. As by of the, now. As of right now. Yeah. 9.44 uh, p.m. on November 20th. As we're recording this episode, it's still running. Right. <laughs> if you're listening to this, you're from the future. Tell us how Tell us if went it's to st- shit. Um. So follow us on Twitter at PixelitPod or on Instagram, which will probably stay up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he didn't put his hands on that one. Uh, uh, At PixelitPod there as well. 
best, best, best place to go and get information about stuff that we're doing is the website. Go to pixlitpod.com. From there, you can join our Discord. You can sign up for our newsletter. The newsletter is a great way to just never miss an episode. Um, you can also join our Steam group where we post uh, reviews for all of the What Are You Playing segments. Um, so go ahead, check it out. Really, really, the website, the Discord, the newsletter, those are going to be the best ways going forward yeah. uh, to, to really keep in touch. If you want, uh, I have a Mastodon thing, I guess. I guess I'll look into that. I guess. Um. <laughs> Just to be sure. So, you know, that's 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 that. Please rate us five stars on the pod, pod, podcast platform of your choice. Uh, and that'll do it. So have a good night, everybody. Bye.